So without further ado, I'm gonna bring up Mr. Gary James Knight. Hey guys, Gary James here. Gary James Knight. Yeah, so I know. I got a bit of an ego with a hyphenated name, but all you need to know about me is I like airplanes, business, and meeting cool people. Yeah, so a few years ago, I was in real estate in Tampa, and I cracked the code on some pretty cool things. cool to me. I mean, I'm a salesperson, but he sells houses on Facebook. Yeah, I was really one of the first people to really do that consistently. It got me to, in front of a lot of people in business in my local area. I started meeting people, and then one day I traded all that in to sell airplanes, which was a long dream of mine. We're going to go blind this bad boy. Yeah, so I sell the A5, it lands on water, it's pretty much the most fun you can ever have in the world. And now I'm just introducing you to all the people that I've met along the way. So, looks like we're finally doing this, huh? Um, welcome to the Pilot Life Podcast, obviously episode one. You know what that means? That means that... Uh, I don't have fans yet. It also means that um, it's only friends watching and, uh, and my mother. So um, thank you to everyone that has followed me and, and, and actually cares enough to watch this stuff. Like you guys don't understand. It's a really big deal to me that you're actually watching this right now. It's, it, it blows my mind that somebody is actually going to take time out of their day to watch something that I, you know, spent a little time putting together um and real quick before i i, I just kind of wanted to instead of bringing on a guest to the first episode i wanted to just kind of clear the air and make some things very very uh unambiguous i i wanted to talk about the name of the podcast the pilot life isn't exactly a one-to-one -one correlation i want to talk about like me myself my goals you know a lot of i got pretty good at I got decent at video editing. I got, I got pretty good at as an amateur at video editing and I understand how to, how to, um, collect and create content and distribute content. I learned that from being in real estate, but, um, I also learned a lot about myself and I wanted to share those things. I wanted a platform to share those things. That's easy. And this podcasting in front of a webcam is, is pretty easy for me. Um, I want to talk about the kind of guests that I'm going to have on my show. I'm going to talk about my opinions as well. I don't really talk too much about my own opinions, and this is going to give me a platform to do that. I'm really excited about that. And then um, what do I want out of all this? And that's what I wanted to kind of go over today in the first episode. And one of the things that before I get into all those that I wanted to mention is that if you are listening to this on Spotify, um, I am going to be uploading the videos once uh, Spotify allows the general public to upload videos attached to podcasts. I know that's coming because I've seen some of the, um, some of the more popular podcasts, things like Joe Rogan. Um, you know, you can see video on, on his podcast. Obviously it's going to come to the, it's going to trickle down to the average user and the people that are starting like me. And, um, but until then, I'm going to be uploading the video podcast on YouTube. So if you want to see the video of me just rambling on into a camera, uh, just go on YouTube for now. And then once Spotify lets us do it, uh, we'll go ahead and upload um, all the podcasts in the past. And hopefully I have a good chunk by, done by then. Um, so uh, the one thing I did want to say is I will, uh, I will try and shout people out along the way uh, if I miss you. I'm so sorry. There are a lot of people that have, have been very, very 
helpful and influential and inspirational to me doing this. Uh, and I, there's no way that I'm going to mention all of you, but those of you who, as I'm talking to the camera, I will find a way to, um, to make sure that you're mentioned. So thank you. Uh, if I miss you, I apologize. So first let's talk about the name. I, I called it the pilot life podcast. Um, two reasons. It, you know, I, I hate being that guy that's like, yeah, did you know I'm a pilot? Yeah, I'm, but I don't really fly for a living. So I'm not a professional commercial pilot. I just have my license. So, um, But that's not really what the name is about. The name, I, I, I chose the name for two reasons. Number one, because it's a sweet hashtag that's already out there. Um, there's a lot of people already using that hashtag. So I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to selfishly just jump on that. Um, but the, the other reason is because uh, I, I'm very much a believer in doing things that you feel good about. And I, that takes a lot to, a lot of times the things that you feel good about scare you. Um, you know, like for instance, I moved my family from Tampa, Florida to Texas in the middle of a pandemic and it scared the crap out of me. And, uh, but it felt right. You know, and, and I felt when I, once I got here, I felt more in control than I did when I was, um, amongst friends and family that I'd been around for the better part of a decade back in Tampa. And it's, and I miss those people uh, tremendously, but, um, you know, the, that, that's what the, that idea is really what this is about. It's about, uh, taping, taking leaps. And I think that we can do that wherever we are. I don't have access to, you know, uh, endless amount of um, millionaires and social influencers, but I do happen to know a lot of people that are doing that in life and just taking the leap and saying, you know what, I don't know what the other side looks like, but I know I'm going to be happier, so I'm going to do this. And that's, uh, that's what this show is going to be about. It's about really ex exploring that idea. Anybody who knows me knows that I... I love to have deep, meaningful conversations, and that's what I want this to develop and grow into. And it's going to be hard because um, it's hard to, once you put a camera in front of somebody, including myself, you know, they kind of turn into a different person. You look into the lens and, and some, it scares some people and, and some people don't want to reveal all, you know, most people reveal, are only capable of revealing maybe like 95% of themselves in front of a camera. And I'm trying to like bump myself up to 96 and some people, you know, are 60%, 70%. Um, but what I'm looking for, you know, just glimpses of those moments where you have people that are 100% uh, with each other and, and the, and the vibe that comes out of, you know, developing or elevating, being elevated in those conversations. And it's, it's, those are the moments that I live for. And that's hopefully what I'm able to do on that do with this and now um i do want to talk a little bit about my goals um on a personal level not with the show but on a personal level on a personal level i'm not uh, i have no intention on being instagram famous or tiktok famous or linkedin famous now that's a thing um i'm mostly doing this as a to document that I was right about things. I'm tired of having these, you know, incredibly deep, meaningful conversations with people and not sharing them. And I'm also tired of being right about 
minor things in those conversations and then you know a year six months a year two years later seeing that i was right and having nothing to point back to and that's what this is going to do for me on a personal level this this podcast is going to give me the ability to point at something and say see not that i told you but see like i have a history i have a track record um and then it also lets me like i kind of I, I really don't want it the last thing i want is to go viral and get big the reason why is because I, I, it, when something goes viral, you're not you're not really in control, and what happens after that is a lot of people kind of use that as a springboard to to um, to maintain influence, and that's fine. Like I uh, believe me, I'm not hating, and I honestly I wouldn't complain if that happened, but it's not what I want. What I want is to do things in my professional life that I'm able to talk about here. And uh, you guys are able to uh, to see that I'm putting in the work to grow and not just suddenly I trip and and have an accident and suddenly I blow up. And, you know, I, I, I don't I don't want that for me because I, I want to I want to see that I'm in control of my own progression. And if 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 I went viral and suddenly I was, um, you know, famous that would uh that would be a little bit of a disappointment to me because then i'd feel like you know well, well could i have done it? i never would have known if i could have done it without just doing the work and that's that's what i'm interested in um the type of people that i'm gonna be having on this podcast will not just be pilots and i happen to know a lot of pilots because i work in aviation uh, most of you guys know I sell airplanes, uh, specifically the A5. It's built by Icon Aircraft. It is the most fun I've ever had in the air, and it's a wild, it, it's a wild, amazing product. Um, but uh, it's I, I've met a lot of people that are incredibly amazing that are not pilots, and that's what. I want to, I want, I want to be all, I, I'm going to bring whoever I want on the show, but really what I'm looking for are the people that are taking leaps. So, you know, if you're taking a leap in life and you are, um, I don't, I don't care how, I don't care how financially successful you are. Um, but that's the kind of person that I want to, um, want to bring on the show. So I, I'll ask you guys to please be on the lookout for people that are, um, not just taking risk for the sake of taking risk, but taking risk in pursuit of something that they've always wanted and that's meaningful to them. Um, so be on the lookout for people like that and, and feel free to connect me. I'd love to pick their brain, see where they're at, see what they're doing. And um, if you know anybody on the other side of that that's already done that and been through that process and come out on the other side, I don't care if it was success or failure, um, you know, in terms of finances, but uh, the fact that they did it and have something to look back and share. Um, I think that that would that's meaningful for me and hopefully meaningful for you guys as well. Um, and uh, I also I want to use this as a platform to share my opinions. Um, I don't I really don't get into this on my social channels. Um, I am an extremely opinionated person. Um, I'm very opinionated about like, very opinionated about politics. I'm very uh, opinionated about religion. I'm very opinionated about um, finances. Uh, I'm opinionated about business. Um, and I've done 
what I think is a very good job of not requiring those opinions from other people. Um, and it's really hard. A lot of those conversations are very, very, very difficult to have um, because people will assume that whatever you believe is correct, you won't accept them unless you, unless they hold the same opinions. Um, and I really want to, I really think that I can contribute to um, at least a template of what it looks like to love people who you don't agree with. And um, I want to use this as a platform to do that because it's something I believe in very, very, very deeply. Um, and, you know, then the, the last thing I just wanted to talk about, what, what do I, what, you know, what am I looking for out of this? I've already talked about, it. I'm not looking to go viral. It's not my thing. I do want to grow. I want to see my numbers grow. I want to see more people listen than last week. I want to get, I, on a personal level, want to get better in front of the camera. Um, I do, there are some things that I want to do in the public speaking world, and this will kind of give me reps on that. Um, and it'll also give me a track record. Um, I will, but I, I want to, what I want most out of this is I want to be myself. I mean, a part of this is a big experiment on, um, you know, who, who, you know, figuring out more who I am. I, I think that, you know, there's this idea out there that one day you'll just kind of figure yourself out. But I haven't met anybody like that. I've met people that know themselves very well, but I haven't met someone that's like, yes, this is, ex I am exactly who I want to be. I've never met that person. So, um, I want to use this as a platform to, or as a tool, I guess, for my own self-development. I want to use it as a tool to tell the truth. Um, I think that, uh, the truth has become very difficult for people to tell to each other and to themselves. I think, uh, and, and just on a personal note, um, I, I, you know, coming, coming out of high school and into college, um, I had a really big problem with lying to people that were close to me and I wasn't honest. And I had a problem with lying with people that were close to me because I had a problem lying to myself. So that was hard to admit. And then once I did, um, and once I did and I accepted that that was who I am and it was not who I wanted to be, like the process of changing that started and it was painful, but, um, you know, I, I got a lot of value out of telling myself the truth. And so I think that the things that I tell myself are the things that I want to get louder about. And that's, I'm also going to be using this for that for sure. Um, learning to be the bigger person was something that I would, was very important for me in, in 2020. And that's, that's going to be what I, that's absolutely what I'm going to be using this for. Probably the most is to learn to not take things personally on a higher level. Um, because especially, you know, people are going to come in the comments, they're going to say what they're going to say. They're going to, um, say how they think I should think. Um, and, um, I appreciate, uh, comments just as much as I appreciate views and likes. And, 
Um, and I think that I, I think that everybody's opinion matters, um, but it doesn't so much matter to me. It matters as a fact. Um, and I will always, I, I've always been a pretty good listener, um, but I, I, I've worked too hard on myself if for someone to just throw out an opinion without caring about me first. So if you care about me and you put the work in the relationship, that's, that's how you get to have a say on, on, um, whether or not you can influence me with your opinion. Um, but I want to, I, I want to use this, you know, getting back to what I was saying, I want to, I want to use this as a, as a way to, um, not take those things personally, just because somebody says something and they don't know what they're talking about, um, to, or they don't know me, um, it, it, it's hard for me to, to see people being mean and not, well, I'm a little brother. So like, I always want to kind of correct and be, be correct. Um, so that's, uh, this is definitely going to humble me in that way as it grows. Um, and the last thing I, I, I want to share content that I like, I think there's a lot of things that I see that I'm shocked that they, they don't get, especially because I learned to, um, I learned to video, I taught myself how to edit videos. I taught myself how to, um, how to distribute content. Um, there's a lot of things that I see that people put in, they're, they're talented and they put in real work and effort and it looks good. Um, and they don't get, you know, 500,000 likes on a photo and, or, you know, they don't, they don't have, you know, 10,000 subscribers on their YouTube channel and neither do I. Um, and I don't feel like I deserve that. Uh, you know, when I, I'll deserve it when I get there. Um, but there are some people that I think that do deserve that and they don't get the recognition that they should. And that's something that I feel like is very important to me. I'm also a huge, um, fan of music. I love music. Um, it's always been a very important part of my life and I don't really listen to top 40, at least not intentionally. Sometimes I, I find out that a song that I'm listening to is uh, a top 40 song and I'm mildly disappointed. Um, but, uh, I, I've always enjoyed sharing good music by artists that aren't getting, you know, a million plays on Spotify. And so that's, that's really what this is all, this, this whole, I say all that to say that this is, this show's about me. This show's about where I'm going in my life. Um, and I want to empower more people to, uh, make decisions that are going to make them happy. Now, happiness isn't everything, but well, you know, that's a, that is going to get into, you know, we'll get more into that when I actually am talking face to face with people. I'm definitely going to be sharing more of, uh, who I am, what I believe, why I believe it. And, uh, I want to document the progression of the development of that. I am not a, uh, those, those items are not chiseled in stone. And I want to show people that it's okay to, um, to question, to change your mind and to, as long as you are not doing it to, um, lie to yourself, but if you're doing it to, to tell the, to empower yourself with the truth, I think it's important. And, um, 
that's it, guys. Uh, this first episode um, on the, on the back end, I I want to make it a little bit about what I do uh, because that is a very important thing about me. I work I I work a lot, and I enjoy what I do. Um, so uh, I want to start off with uh, talking about the the airplane that I sell. Um, like I said, it is called the Icon A5. Uh, it's a two seater airplane. It lands on the water. It's a crazy, crazy, crazy amount of fun, um, and it it has ruined me from wanting to be a pilot in a professional capacity ever for for the rest of my life. Um, I used to be the guy that said, "Yeah, I want to, I want to be rich. I want to own a jet, and I want to fly myself everywhere." And now I'm definitely more along the lines of, "Yeah, I'd, I'd love to be rich and own a jet, and I'd love to be so rich that I can hire a pilot to fly me everywhere because I don't want to do the work." And uh, that is because of this airplane. It's so much fun. It's so um, simple, and it's. It, it's very, very manageable as an airplane. Uh, it's and it, it's so fun to fly. It's very intuitive, and it, when you take all of that and you're able to get it off on the water and really show how um, how you're able to explore an environment that you're familiar with in a way that you really can't do with anything else. Um, you walk away with just a wild experience that you just have to find ways to share with others. So um, the back end of this video is going to be my top 11 things that I think are underrated about the Icon A5. It's, it's been around for quite some time now. So uh, mo most, most people are very familiar with, with the airplane itself and kind of what it does. It is pretty self-explanatory. Um, but there are, there's some things that I don't feel are talked about enough and that's what I wanted to do in this video. So um, thanks for listening to me, you know, for the last 20 minutes. Um, I, like I said, I did, I did say that I was going to give some shout outs. So I have to give um, a few shout outs here. Um, first and foremost, Willie Lawson. Um, man, you've, you've always, you have had my back for a long time, man. And um, I, I cannot express how much that means to me. You've been a rock for me and my family um, through a lot of really, really hard times. And um, you, you never stop believing, man. And that means a lot to me. Um, I want to I want to shout out to and obviously your family as well. You know, Alex and Debbie, always hello. Um, I want to give a shout out to um, my mom who who taught me how to sell uh, without uh, without teaching me to be a salesman. That was that's that's incredible. Uh, uh, what what I spent more time with you than than anybody else growing up, and uh, you never backed off on telling me to do the right thing regardless. And that's huge for me. Um, it's something that, and I, I, I don't always succeed at, but I think that you, you always expect the very best of me, and I hope I don't ever let you down. I want to shout out to, um, I, you know, three of my very best friends that have always, have always been close: uh, Mario, 
Daniel and Jermaine. Um, thank you so much for always being there, no matter if we just talked three days ago or if we haven't talked in three months. Uh, your, your friendship is, is one of the things that I treasure most. Um, I want to thank uh, Icon Aircraft for giving me the opportunity to uh, execute a dream job. Uh, selling airplanes is something that I was told more than once was not in the cards for me. And uh, you guys, and specifically Warren, uh, Warren Curry, my, my uh, director, my, uh, he's VP of sales and marketing, um, for hiring me. That, that was, uh, I, I was not sold on the idea of leaving real estate and jumping into something like this, and you sold me. So um, thank you for the opportunity. It means a lot to me. Um, I've met a, lo a lot of people uh, through my social platform. Um, let's see. Uh, uh, I have to give a shout out to Kylie. Um, uh, Fly Kylie on Instagram. Uh, you have... Um, it, you, you kind of have the same thing I do that when you meet somebody and you get a good feeling about them right away. You just, you, you give them access. And that's very, very rare. I've, I've, I've never met someone who, who uh, is so willing to do that. And thank you for all the people that you've introduced me to. It really, really means a lot to me that, um, that, that you would open your network to me like that. I appreciate it, it uh, more than you know. Um, shout out to my buddy Dave, who uh, we've, we've only been uh, friends for maybe like a year and a half two years but um you know the it it's you know i'm sad we didn't meet sooner because you know you're the guy that i'm bouncing off ideas to and everything um and uh you know you're you're always you're always supporting but more importantly um you're interested in making sure that i grow and that i'm a good human and you expect me to get, be a good human and it's nice to have somebody like that who's on my level and, and trying to grow as well um and, you know, of course my wife, I, ha I have to acknowledge that uh, my wife is the reason that I'm not worried about anything at home. And um, shout out to you for always holding down the house so that I can live the dream. Um, I'm certain that I've forgotten a uh, dozen, at least a dozen or so people. And I I I'm sorry that we didn't, uh, that I, I didn't give you a personal shout out, but um, you guys know that you're... You guys should know that you're important to me, even if I don't say your name out on social media for everybody to know. Um, that's all I got. And as my very good friend Willie Lawson always says, um, get out there, learn something, love somebody. And for goodness sakes, take care of yourself. We'll see you when we see you. And here is my list of the top 11 most underrated things about the Icon A5. item on my list of things that I think are underrated about the A5. It's my favorite. I'm just, you know, I'm not gonna do that whole build-up thing. This is like actually my favorite item on this list. So these windows in the A5, we don't, we don't really talk about this a lot. Um, and you'll notice it if you actually watch a lot of our videos, but we don't actually point this out. Um, but these windows are actually removable. You can fly this airplane with the windows in or out. And it's not just a small window. I walk up to the airplane, you unlock the canopy, then you push it up just like this. It's not that much effort to get it to go up once it's unlocked. And then 
You reach inside, there is a little latch right there. You grab this latch, make sure you got a good grip, and the window just slides out. You can fly with the window out just like that. There's a little deflector that you throw in. I don't want to do it while I'm holding the window. There's a little deflector that you throw in, and you can, uh, there's bags so that these windows can go in. They'll fit in the back. I'll show you that in a second. Um, but then you put the canopy down and you're flying with your elbow out the window. It's unreal. All right, cool. So I got both windows out, one and two, and then it takes a couple seconds. You just throw them in these bags right here. And then what, it, what you do once you take the windows out, you grab this little wind deflector and it goes on the outside and it just snaps right into place. And that helps prevent buffeting. And then you just, there's enough space actually inside the airplane behind the seats to go ahead and throw these windows back and then rest them on the floor like that. So that's one and that's two. And then hook up the headrest there. Then you can just step right on in. Closed canopy, lock, and then my favorite thing in the world, sit there and fly with my elbow hanging out the window. I think it's one of the most understated things about flying this airplane is you're sitting there flying and your elbow is out of the window like a Jeep Wrangler. It's absolutely wild. So the second thing that I wanted to bring up on my you know, most underrated list when it comes to the A5 is actually, it's a little more philosophical, if you will. It's a little sappy. I don't care. Um, I'm, I'm an airplane nerd. Like there is no cutting around that. Ever since I was old enough to look up and saw stuff in the air, I thought it was the coolest thing ever. Um, and this, you know, one of the reasons that it's, it's tough to work in aviation is because um, you kind of have to be a super nerd to be really good at it. And, you know, so you, you end up, you know, talking about your job way too much. It's kind of one of those, it's one of the reasons that like the minute you meet a pilot, you know it because it's the first thing they tell, oh, I'm a pilot. Yeah, they, they love talking, you know, we like talking about ourselves. Uh, we like talking about what we do. We just, you know, have a tough time acknowledging how much of a nerd we are. and and. One of the reasons I love this plane is because um, when I would invite people to go flying after I got my license, they were kind of excited because of the mystery of it. You know, you know, flying a small plane is not something that a lot of people do. Um, but when I started flying this, I had a lot of people who never cared about aviation start asking me to go in the air in this thing. And so you know, having this as a mechanism to uh, that people who don't care about airplanes get excited about and share something that I'm excited about, that's, you know, that's very, very, very gratifying. And it's one of the most underrated things that I think is, uh, that the A5 is unique to. Okay, and the third most underrated item on the A5, um, I actually like to talk about the fuel. This is the fuel cap right here. And in the fuel cap, uh, under the fuel cap, I should say, the siphon for the sump is right there. So, you know, it's actually pretty cool. You can take the syringe that comes with the plane, attach it to the sump, and then 
So you take the syringe that comes with the plane, you hook it up to that um, sump that goes, that siphon that goes to the bottom of the fuel tank, pull the syringe, and that allows you to check the fuel that's sitting at the bottom of the fuel tank. And then you just push it back in, and then you're done. And then now your hands don't smell like abgas when you're getting ready to go flying. So of course that's just more so a feature, you know, that whole something, it's cool. But what I think is actually underrated in terms of the A5 when it comes to fuel is the fuel burn itself. Um, most of my flights, I'm burning four gallons an hour. One of my best flights, I did 1.8 hour, uh, eight hour flight. I wasn't trying to save, you know, trying to be economical and I burnt, and I did 3.88 gallons an hour once I did the math on it. It was really, really cool. Um, so it has a 20 gallon tank. That's good for four and a half, hour, and a half hours of flight time with a half hour, half hour reserve. I'm never gonna sit in this plane for that long with the engine running in one day in you know, straight shot. So usually what I do is I put um, 10 gallons in at 60 pounds. I still have 370 pounds left in useful load. And that's an hour, that's uh, two and a half hours of flight time. So, you know, and, and that's with, you know, being really, really, really practical with my numbers. So um, anyway, I think uh, the fuel burn is so underrated because it allows you to save a lot of weight when you fly. And that's, that's what I like about it. So one of the other underrated things, this coming in at number four, is going to be operator ease of use. So one of the things that I don't think is talked about enough is how much thought has gone into literally every single component that is designed around this plane. So like, for instance, hope that this caught your attention because it looks weird. Um, this front nose gear is a free caster, 360 degree free caster system. So that means that on the ground, I don't need a tow bar, I don't need anything. I can just grab this handle and as long as the brake is off or the chocks are off, I have no problem pushing this thing around. With the wings folded the way that it is, it actually has a center of gravity is just over those main wheels. So what that means is it takes very little effort to actually lift the nose up. And that front nose wheel is also centered, self-centering as well. So with no weight on it, it's centered straight back. And that's just one of the things that I like to use to demonstrate how much thought has gone into how this thing is going to be used. When it's on the water, uh, you know, as another example, the, when it's on the water, this is the water line is going to be right about here with the sea wing. So you can actually use this as a point to get in and out of the plane when you're on the water. Have your feet dangling in the water like that. What's also cool is you can use this as a seat when you're on the water. If you guys see my Instagram videos, you know, I love doing that. This is, uh, you know, I don't, I, I have fishing rods. I suck at fishing, but this is where I actually we'll pull the rods out and throw the line in the water. Um, the other thing that I think is underrated about ease of use is actually just the layout of the cockpit. You know, um, as good as this whole thing looks, it serves so much of a functional purpose. Uh, thanks to the Rotax, you're not, mix, you're not worried about your mixture. It's just your throttle. Uh, the ECU on the motor manages your mixture as well for you. Everything is organized in a hierarchy and you're never going to get lost in here. One of the reasons is because we didn't just put this, you know, flat panel as cool as, and as good as this whole design looks. Um, it all is actually makes sense. So you have all your gauges on one side, right? And they're all organized in, in terms of what you're going to use most to what you're going to use the least. And it's the same thing with your hardware. It's what you're going to use the most to what you're going to use the least. 
So again, ease of use, I don't think I can overstate here how much thought and energy has gone into making certain that the operator behind the controls is not overwhelmed with all the stuff that's going on here and actually able to enjoy uh, the, the actual flying. And that's because so much thought has gone into the exact level of energy that it takes to stay on top of this airplane and making certain that this is enabling you to stay on top of your airplane instead of coming in as a hindrance and adding confusion. This, this exactly is just another element of what makes this air, whole airplane manageable. So coming in at number five is the service network. So I'm here in Austin, Texas right now. This is a sales demo plane, this is a sales demo plane, that's an owner plane, that's an owner plane, okay? So one of the things that come up, and this is just the reality of aviation guys, airplanes break. I've seen, literally seen a mechanic on every single airplane in the, except for that one, because that one just came in today. I've seen a mechanic on every single airplane in this hangar, um, including all of these. Um, and that's, that's a reality, like, guys, this is, you know, you actually want somebody to tell you the truth. Airplanes break. They don't always work perfectly. And that's, you know, it's, it's not if something's going to break, it's, it's when. But, um, and, and airplanes have a very, very high standard of maintenance. They're not like cars. You know, if you start your car and something sounds funny, and then 15 seconds later, um, it goes away, you're like, oh, well, I'm going to go to work, right? You don't do that with airplanes. So, and that happens with every single one of these out here, right? But what's cool is we put a lot of energy into making certain that our owners have access to service for when something like that happens. And these guys right here, this is Chuck's aircraft, right? This is what I'm talking about when I say level of service. Almost anyone who's licensed can fix a plane, right? But it's just like any of these planes out here, you need someone who's trained and understands the product in order to do it correctly. And one of the things that I really, really appreciate about Icon Aircraft is they take that extremely seriously. Even though anyone is, anyone who has the right license is legal to work on this airplane, just like our airplane, just like this airplane, um, you want someone who's actually been trained. And the guys in that hangar that I just showed you uh, have actually been trained on our aircraft by our factory. So what happens is we, when, when we have a new owner, and a lot of times we come out of our own pocket for this, right? When we have a new owner, um, if they don't have someone who has been trained on the systems in this aircraft in, in order to be able to confidently repair it, um, we, will, we will train them at our factory at our expense um, to make certain that, uh, that they have capable hands, you know, you know, able and ready to fix the plane. Um, so that when something happens that's not expected, someone who actually knows the plane and isn't just figuring out what they're doing um, is actually going to be able to put hands on and uh, on the plane and, and troubleshoot with us to make certain that uh, the problem is resolved. And to my knowledge, I think we're the only people in the light sport category to do that. So it's something I'm very proud of and I think it's kind of understated. In, in the same sense like cars, if you get a brand new Mercedes, the last place you're going to take it is to the mom and pop shop that had, you know, they work on, you know, cars that are 10, 20 years old typically. No, you're gonna take it to the dealership and you want the dealership to fix it and that's what the warranty's for and all that. But 
anyway, so that, that's something I generally think is understated about, um, about ICON is our service network and what it means for our owners. So item number six is gonna be the interior. Um, before we really get into the interior here, I'm going to show you actually how to get in. Um, getting in is it's pretty simple. You got the C-wing here, right? I put my knee up on the C-wing, grab here, step up, all the way up, lean here, and then I step straight down onto the floor. So, then here's another handhold. Don't ever put pressure on this, but here's a handhold, grab, other foot and then boom i'm inside okay and if you want to see what the space feels like you now i have a iphone um, 11 pro max so i'm on the super wide and here it is um i've got a little bit of armrest here and that kind of goes back to what i was talking about with the uh the ergonomics and the design it's such it's it's a surprisingly comfortable airplane um and uh turn the master on so you can see a couple things but um, this is a Garmin 796, and the, um, this is pretty basic. I mean, it's it's it has a lot, it has everything you need. Any time that you have frequencies on here, like if I pick an airport, I select it, I go to the frequency tab, and I select a frequency that I want, it'll drop here into the radio for me. So that's cool. It also has my charts in here. Um, so all my VFR charts and, you know, that's that's boring stuff, but my overall point is I just love this interior. Um, this is such a manageable airplane. I, I, said, I mentioned that before, but it's so manageable that when I'm in here, I'm not worried about, it takes very little to stay on top of this airplane and I can enjoy this view. And this is what I love. You're not seeing that propeller. You're not seeing, um, you're not stretching your neck to see over the nose. There are next to zero obstructions to your view and you get this great view and you do this and you fly windows out and it gives you this experience at that point. And all of this is, you know, it's cool to understand the technical stuff behind it, but because this is aesthetically pleasing, and I'm a fancy person, like I like nice things, this is aesthetically pleasing, plus this amazing view, like all of this comes together and it works so, so, so well. And you walk, you end up with this just incredible experience every time. I love flying this plane um, because of how like it this literally adds to how good i feel on a daily basis when i'm inside this airplane and a lot of it has to do with the view that's intentionally designed and the interior that's intentionally designed this way as well all right got the canopy up for number seven right okay number seven on my list of things that i think are understated about this airplane is the fact that it is an all carbon fiber construction. Usually in our business, you hear the term carbon composite. What that means is that it's carbon mixed with another material. This is straight carbon. Now, obviously what you're seeing in here, most of this is just pure aesthetics, right? So if I zoom in, you'll see a lot of carbon fiber and that's carbon fiber and that's carbon fiber, but th that's just aesthetics. Those are just panels, right? If I actually lift up this panel, this floor panel right here, pull it up like that and remove it. This is the structure of the airplane, guys, and that is carbon fiber as well. Like you see the actual carbon fiber and it's not layers of carbon fiber mixed in with fiberglass. It's actually carbon fiber through and through start to finish. It's one of the things that we've actually gotten a lot of attention for in the business 
is the level of carbon fiber. The wings are all carbon fiber. Even this wing spar right here, carbon fiber. So now carbon fiber is lighter uh, than aluminum, but it's also stronger, but it's also extremely expensive to manufacture. So the materials itself aren't that, that expensive. It's the labor that goes in, in into actually making it arc. The amount of labor in carbon fiber just in our airframe alone is over 3,000 hours. Um, so it is, it is a feat and it's something that's really, really cool. And it's something that we had to get very, very good at in order to pull this off. Um, so again, I just think that uh, the carbon fiber itself is a, um, is a dramatically understated part of this airplane. All right, so number eight. Um, I want you guys to notice, see that little bulge in the wing? I want you to pay attention to that for a second. So this bulge right here is called a wing cuff. And if you watched that video ever of Icon spin resistance, um, that is, that's part of how that magic happened. Obviously, I'm not an engineer, I'm not a mechanic, and uh, some days I don't even consider myself a pilot um, because this thing is, is such a manageable airplane. And I use the word manageable on purpose. I don't use the word easy. I don't like that word um, when describing this airplane. And it's, it's not because you can't describe it as easy. I've heard a lot of people describe it as easy. I almost cringe every time I hear it because that can put you in a bad state of mind. If you think it's easy, you don't think that you can, who messes up something that they think is easy, right? You know, when you think that something can, can't happen to you, that's usually when it does, which is why I stay away from the term easy. But because this is such a manageable airplane um, and it is designed to fly, and it's tough to describe this in a video, but I can't, I'll put it this way. Um, when you're in the air in this, it, it gives you feedback. So it almost, it's almost like it's talking to you. I don't know if any of you have ever driven a uh, a, like a high-performance car on a track. Um, most, a, a lot of high-performance cars, when you actually you know, try to give it as much horsepower as it's got, right? The, the back end wants to come out, or if you throw it in a turn, you, you know, oversteer, understeer. Um, there, there comes a point that the car is not controllable, right? And the better, a car is designed or tuned, the closer to that edge you can get before it starts to lose control. And it's the same principle here. This airplane is so well thought out and it's designed to fly so well that as you're putting inputs into it, telling it to bank left or nose down or nose up or whatever, adding power, taking out power, um, you know, the, the airplane, uh, it, it responds to every single one of those inputs positively. One of, the, one of the things that I was most impressed by, you see how this, the propeller's in the back of the plane, right? That means it's a pusher. And most of the time when you have airplanes that push, and I won't name names, but there's airplanes very similar like this that are built very similar way and uh, has the same uh, design characteristics in terms of the, the propeller is pushing you instead of flipped around forward and pulling you through the air. Um, so, um, most of the time when you fly an airplane like that, if you add power, uh, because it's behind you, the torque will cause the no nose to go down because of where the engine is situated. And if you pull power, the nose will tend to go up, which is kind of inverse of what you want. If I pull power, I want to make, you know, I'm going to slow down. 
automatically. And if, if I have a natural force that's pulling the nose up, I'm gonna slow down even faster. And that's really not good when you're trying to land. This airplane, I didn't even, I had to actually think about it because you don't notice that that effect just doesn't happen. A lot of that is because the engine is so close to the center of gravity. We got it so, so close. I should say the engineers got it so, so close and they were so thoughtful of that effect when you are adding and taking power, especially in this type of configuration of an aircraft, they really, really nailed it. And they did that with everything on how this thing flies. Um, I, don't, I don't think there is a bad, in my opinion, there is no bad bug on how this thing flies. So um, just don't think it's easy. Just you know, make sure that you're very well of your own humanity and this thing will be your best friend in the air, no problem. Okay y'all, so number nine, right? I have to talk, this isn't something that we necessarily don't talk about. We talk about it. I just don't think we emphasize it enough. I don't, I don't think there is a way to emphasize this enough. This, what I'm touching right here, this is, you've, you've heard me talk about it a little bit before. It's called the C-Wing, right? Um, the, the, the technical, I think the, the aeronautical, technical aeronautical term is uh, Swanson, um, but we call them C-Wings. And I, would not like this plane 70% as much as I do if it didn't have these. And these are probably the single most useful element of this airplane. Now, what it does, um, it, you know, again, not an engineer, not a physicist, not a mechanic. Again, even some days I don't even think I'm a pilot um, because this is not a real airplane the way that, you know, the jet is a real airplane. It flies and it flies for fun, not for work. So that's why I don't really, most pilots I know work for a living. But these C-wings make it so that when you're on the water, you actually have something to be able to get in and out of the airplane with. And that is so understated. I've seen people in small seaplanes on the water trying to get in and out and it is a pain in the butt. But this makes, this is when I will use the word easy. This makes it easy. Um, I was on the water with a customer, his name is Grant. He's got no use of his legs and he flies a Cirrus. And um, very, very, very cool guy. But um, we land on the water and he goes, we got to carpe the diem on this and jump in. And it was the first time that I actually jumped out of the airplane. Um, into the water and then got back in. And I immediately regretted all the opportunities that I had to do it and didn't. So why do, why am I still talking about this? All right, so what, what it does is this actually gives you more stability on the water. Uh, it keeps the plane from tilting too much on one side or the other. My point is um, the, I cannot overstate the usefulness of these sea wings when you're on the water. And I could not imagine trying to have a small seaplane um, that allows you to, uh, you know, explore your environment without these. It just wouldn't be as fun. That's it. Number 10, almost done. Got one more thing. Number 10, right? Number 10 on the list of dramatically understated things about Icon. The merch. I love, I love whoever we use to make our t-shirts and our hats. Um, I'm, I'm a big fan. A lot of people don't like the fitted hats. Um, we do have snapbacks now, but I'm a fitted, I've, I've been wearing fitted hats since high school. So I'm a big fan of the fitted hats. 
This is one of the softest t-shirts I own, even on my days off I wear. I've never worked for a company or had a buddy who had a clothing line and you know, I get, I get free stuff. I have clothing lines that I order from, right? And their stuff isn't as comfortable as this. The Icon merch is, especially the t-shirts, they, they just knock it out of the park on their t-shirts. I'm a, such a fan of how these things fit and feel like it's, they're my like, fancy t-shirts like I hate working out in them because I don't want to like overwear it and overuse it uh, because like my the gym is where I use my trash t-shirts that I don't want to you know, anyway you get it. the merch I'm, I'm a big fan of the merch um, I know that we have a, a website I don't need I don't get a dime from them I'm not making a commission on on selling the merch but the icon merch ooh, I'm, I'm a big fan especially the t-shirts get yourself an icon t-shirt it probably runs a half size small so if you like a medium that this is a medium if you if you like a medium that that uh, fits a little snugger than a medium that's for you uh, and um, the the large is like just a little just a it, I think the large runs true the extra large runs true anyway that's my opinion so this is it, number 11 on my list of things that I think are dramatically understated about the A5. All right, so the top item that I think is dramatically understated about the A5, cup holders. Mm, right, right, right there, right, right where you need it. Ooh, ooh, and right where I need it because uh, this is where I keep my coffee, all right? And if you know anything about me, life is coffee, coffee is life. So when I fly, I'm a morning person. When I fly in the mornings, I have my coffee. Ah, that's the best right there. Nice FBO coffee, right in my cup holder. Wonderful airplane. That's it guys, that's, that's really it. For me, you know, when I, when I, this, this airplane is no more or less than it needs to be. It's a lot of fun, it's good looking, it's great to look at. Um, taught, you know, it allows me to share something that I'm passionate about with people who typically don't care. It flies, great. Um, the, the, you know, we, we put an insane amount of effort into going above and beyond for, for people and, and that's not just something that we say you can see it when you actually look on our website you see how extensive our service network is and that's a representation of all the people that we've trained to put hands on this airplane for people who are in the wild um, you know it, it, the something i missed when i was talking about um the flying characteristics is because it's a monohull it's not on two floats like most airplanes they sit up high and they have one you know two floats on one float on each side um, this is essentially just one big float, so it's it's much more maneuverable in the water. It's so much fun, um, and then um, I mean, it's got these phenomenal cup holders that that just like, boom, right there. Oh, oh, more coffee. Moment of silence for all the airplanes that don't have cup holders these days. Anyway, that's it. I'm, I'm done being cheesy, guys. Um, these, these are my 11 things that I think that are absolutely understated about Icon Aircraft and specifically the A5. And uh, I hope that you have a better understanding about the airplane, um, how to use it, and how, more importantly, like, you know, how, how to have fun with it. Um, 
Uh, leave me suggestions in the comments below on what my next video should be. Remember, I am not a flight instructor. I am not a mechanic. I'm not an engineer. Um, so, you know, what I'm sharing is just the, what I've absorbed. Uh, I probably misunderstood some of it and didn't explain it correctly. Um, but just, you know, please just be a sensible human and, and realize that, you know, I'm, I'm very aware that I'm not perfect. And if you all want to blow me up in the comments for it, that's fine. Um, um, big boy, I can take it, but, uh, I don't care. So, uh, that's all I got guys. I, I hope that, uh, you got something out of this and, um, I'll see you on the next one. All right. Bye. Welcome to my show and welcome to my movie. I'm up next.